Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back. Um, I am fil filming. I'm looking at myself on a Zoom screen, so I forgot that I wasn't actually filming, but I'm recording this episode on a Saturday morning or, well, afternoon, early afternoon, um, because I have like a couple hours to myself by myself on a Saturday. It's very lovely. Um, but I had the seriously most wild last couple of weeks. Um, highly don't recommend. I worked every day because I'm transitioning from an old job into a new job and had like some extra things that I was doing. And it just really reminded me of my old life where that was just like normal all the time doing all the extra things, doing all the regular things, working extra days, da, 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 da. And, um, you know, it felt different because although it was tiring and I was kind of like, you know, by, by yesterday, I was on my 12th day of straight work. Um, and I was over it. And so it feels so good today to have the whole day, not free because we do have things going on, but to do fun shit, right? Like things that I said yes to that I wanted to say yes to <laughs> that I'm not getting paid to do. Um, and uh, I really, really took, did my best to take care of myself in a way over the past two weeks that I likely didn't used to to do, right? So I made sure I had time to take a bath every couple days. I asked, you know, my husband if he could do bedtime a couple times when I was just like, I just really need to sit here and ice my shoulder or, you know, like take a break, just take a break, a timeout. Um, I asked my parents for extra help. Um, I was able to honor my commitments without feeling like, totally overwhelmed and without putting my body into an actual, um, uh, flare. So yay, yay for me. But I also don't plan on working 12 days in a row again for quite a while. So that's, that's the interesting thing, right? It's like hustle really has a bad rep. Um, the word, the term, like what it means, but you know, I, just by nature, I'm a bit of a hustler. And I used to really be not cool with that. Um, I, you know, once when I started my kind of healing journey and I really started focusing on pleasure-based business practices and things like that, it was almost like um, it became the elephant in the room. It became like the, the thing that, I don't even know, my, my, driving force behind my business, right? When I transitioned into pleasure-based business, it was like, hustle is just hustle, bad, 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 hustle, hustle, bad, bad, bad. And although yes, it certainly can be, I think it is a toxic way or it's a way to, it's like a loophole. It's a toxic loophole um, because people, you know, we've been taught, especially if you're a millennial like me, then you grew up with hustle culture being the norm. That's the norm. Like you work full time, you go to school full time, you, uh, you know, have multiple jobs at once, say yes to everything, 
da, 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 all those things, right. That we're taught if you're, you know, you're not successful unless you are essentially giving up your life to maintain whatever level that is related to success for you. Right. So, um, it also is relative. It means something different to everybody. And I'm in a place now where I've kind of healed my relationship to the word hustle, to what that means and like kind of re, um, reclaimed it. And I am a hustler. I'm a little motherfucking hustler. Okay. Like I literally have like four jobs right now. And there are times where I still feel like I'm not doing enough. So there are pieces of me that I still have to like, I still have to check those parts of myself when I start heading down that path of like, you know, I need to do X, Y, or Z, or I need to get back into this mentality or mindset or, um, you know, I'll only make money or only be successful if I, you know, work 12 days a week or 12 days in a row, like no days off. I'll sleep and I'm dead. All that kind of stuff. It does creep back in. And so I do have to be aware and conscientious and um, willing to catch myself in those moments and kind of regroup and remind myself what I'm doing and why, and you know, all those things. So, you know, for someone who was very much addicted to that toxic hustle culture way of doing things for so long, it's not going to be perfect, right? We're not going to just, just because we decide we don't want to work that way anymore um, or think that way anymore. doesn't mean that it's going to happen overnight. So for me, you know, I know that I enjoy doing lots of different things all the time. And I know I enjoy a certain amount of spontaneity and I enjoy helping people. And I enjoy saying yes when I really want to say yes, right? And I, I realized that before I would say no to things that I actually did want to do, but because I was like, I had to live by the rule of not overextending myself. And again, it's it's so much more nuanced. Like it's there's so much more to it than just not, of course, I don't want to overextend myself, but I had to reevaluate what that really meant, what my boundaries were around it. And for me, because my energy levels and like my overall wellness fluctuates so much over the course of time, like from one day to the next one week to the next, um, it's, it is harder for me to plan things out far in advance. That does usually spark or trigger some anxiety for me because I don't know how I'm going to feel. Right. And so that I guess is kind of a separate topic, but I, you know, said yes to a couple things that came up over the last couple weeks that I typically don't do, right? Like my previous mentor, she was hosting a VIP retreat for her, like very, um, high level client. And they were going to do a, it's like a goddess retreat, right? Like this, um, embodiment retreat. And she asked me if I would come do hair and makeup for them because they were going to be doing a photo shoot. And I was like, Oh my God. Yes. Like that felt really good to say yes to. I knew her. I knew everyone who was going to be there. I already have a close relationship with all the people that were going to be there. Um, she of course, you know, was going to pay me. Like it was a very lovely contract to be in, right? That was like, if I was going to go and do hair and makeup for three people when typically, I mean, I was joking because I was like, you pulled me out of retirement. I would only come out of retirement for the pussy Queens, you know, um, because I don't offer that service. Like I don't typically do that. And if I do now, it is a very like high end 
luxury offering that comes with that type of a price tag, right? Because for me, I'm like, my life no longer serves that or caters to a workflow where I'm working all day on like a weekend or have to drive. I had to drive two hours to go be at this at this um, retreat for the day to do their hair and makeup. Right. And I was on my feet all day. Like they took wonderful loving care of me. They had ice. I had this like ice pack on my back. They were giving me sips of water and coffee and like nibbles of food. It was amazing. Like amazing. Right. That's truly the only way I'm going to be doing this from now on. (laughs) So if you ever want to hire me, get yourself an ice pack and make sure you're feeding me and give me water. Okay. Thanks. Um, But, you know, I knew in my heart that it was going to be a good situation, even if I left feeling totally drained and tired, which I did. I was like very tired. My shoulder was bothering me, but I was willing to, I was willing to quote, make the sacrifices, right? Like we all have our, our limits, right? And that would be my limit. I'm like, okay, so three people, I think four would be my absolute maximum, for hair and makeup. And only if the hair is down and curled, like these are all the things I'm thinking in my mind so that if I'm approached, I know what's going to be a yes and what's going to be a no. Right. So, you know, I came home, went straight to family dinner. The next day I had training at my new job and granted I was only there for four or five hours, but nonetheless, right. It took up my day. I couldn't record my podcast. Da, 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 da. If I, if I were a different type of person, if I were like truly in that hustle zone, hustle mode, I would have figured out how to, I would have gotten up early. I would have done all the things I needed to do work-wise, like the podcast would have still gone out, you know, blah, blah, blah. And which is okay. As long as your body and your overall well-being is like in sync with that, right? When I was 25, I was, my body was much more willing to go along with that than it is now. And, um, but but also, I don't know, maybe it wasn't because it kind of led me to where I am now, which is chronic, you know, this chronic pain slash autoimmune condition. And that really does stem from stress, stress on the body, stress on the mind. Right. So it's all a big what if, you know, you just, I don't spend a lot of time wondering if I could have done things differently. Cause I didn't, I did them the way I did them. And, um, you know, I'm here now and I'm so happy to like sit down and do this. And it, this is not what I was going to talk about. I was actually going to talk about books, which is hilarious. Um, but this is just what came up when I pressed record. So here we are. And so if you're someone that's kind of stuck in a cycle of either doing things you don't want to do or finding that you just simply don't have time, like for anything, like you always feel like you're flying by the seat of your pants or, you know, I don't know, you've been meaning to, you, you really want to start some sort of project, like say, I want to start my own podcast, but like, you just never have time to sit down and do it. You know, there's two ways to look at that. Well, I don't know, really, it all comes down to one, one thing really assess what you're saying yes to, like, what are all the things that are taking up all of your time and what things can take a back burner or just be delegated to someone else or just be cut off. Like I have cut off so many things over the past year, um, and, and longer really, um, that I 
thought were either very important or thought were things I, that I wanted to do or thought like, um, were just like non-negotiable things that as it turns out, like really aren't things I need to do. And I think once we allow ourselves to like break down the walls of the sort of rules that we've created for ourselves, then we start being able to see a little more clearly um, what is actually for us and what is not, right? And I think a lot of times, you know, we also have to ask ourselves things like, when did I start thinking this? Like, when did I start thinking that I had to say yes to this? Or when did I make up my mind that this was something that was a non-negotiable? Or um, when did I start? Or, uh, oh my gosh, um, I already said, when did I start believing this? But, you know, why do I, why am I so afraid to let this go? Who is it going to affect? And why am I feeling responsible for maintaining whatever this connection is with this person, right? Like sometimes we hold on to things, saying yes to things because we don't want to let someone down or we think they're going to be upset or whatever, right? And we let that rule what we do. And sometimes, yeah, we do have to kind of like, I don't know, suck it up or sacrifice or whatever to like help out someone who needs it. Um, But I feel like those are kind of far and few between mostly we just think it's a bigger deal than it is. And if we were to just let the thing go or tell the person I can no longer do this, or this isn't working for me anymore, or I'm sorry, I don't have time to like, what, I don't, I don't even know, whatever the thing is. Um, chances are they're going to understand, right? Chances are they're going to understand if we just communicate. And a lot of times we make up stories in our own minds about why we should or shouldn't be doing all sorts of stuff. And I think for me, once I let go of, you know, the, 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 the need to be the helpful person for everybody, like to be, I I loved being the person people could call. Oh, well, I know Elizabeth will say yes. Like, oh, I know. And yes, sometimes that feels really good to, to be that, but we don't have to take that on for everyone, everyone, right? If you're finding that like everyone's calling you and either unloading their shit on you or like needing you to kind of come save the day or to pick up the slack or to go pick, like they're always asking you to pick up stuff or their kid or whatever, right? Like if you're not in um, a quote contract with this person, right? Like there are certain people that you just know you're going to do that for no matter what. And that's totally fine to have those people in your life, but it doesn't have to be everybody. And especially if it's, if you find that you're sacrificing your own, um, well-being or your own um just happiness joy like things if you're not finding time to pour into yourself to nourish yourself to start creative projects to try something new to shift gears in some way that's all a part of living right we have to be able to do that so that we can feel whole and, and excited and, um, and pleasure and joy and like all these things, right. Because it really is part of life. It should be creative, creativity, um, pleasure, happiness, like excitement, all those things. Like if you're not finding that 
anything brings you those feelings, then it might be time to reassess where you're at and that it's okay. And everyone should do that. Oh, I'm starting to talk too fast. I'm getting the hiccups. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Hold on. Oh shit. You guys, I hate when this happens. Breathe. Okay. So, um, which is going to segue me into talking a little bit again about like being a quote jack of all trades, um, which I talked about in my last episode. I love trying new things. I am so not a routine person. It's almost, I don't know. I'm like, I wish I was a little more routine sometimes, you know, like I don't have a drink that I get everywhere at certain places that I go, except the press. I do get the graham cracker latte. Sometimes I get a matcha, but almost every time I get a graham cracker latte, cause they're so good and there's nowhere else that has anything like it. So me and my husband were a little addicted to the graham cracker lattes, but other than that, I don't get the same thing at every place I go. Um, or do the same things like Mondays aren't my days to do, you know, X, Y, or Z and Tuesdays or this day, or even with dinner, with food, like I'm always making new recipes. I'm always trying new things. And it's probably why I read so many books because I just need variety. I'm, I am a variety loving bitch. And, um, you know, I think it also has to do with how quick my brain operates. Um, it's kind of like, for example, when I get dressed in the morning by lunch, I want a different outfit. I'm ready to be moving on. Like I'm over this. I want something new. I want to wear something new. And, and it's the same thing. Like I'll have an idea in the morning, I'll get to going on it. And by the afternoon it's morphed itself into something else. And, um, I used to think that was really bad. And although sure, sometimes I think it might be helpful for my nervous system to like, not do that. Um, I just let it happen because it's just the way my brain works. And it's, I do the, the, the little piece of quote discipline or whatever you want to call it comes in for me is when I do start seeing that I'm like getting way off course. Um, I, I bring awareness to that. Like, okay, let's, let's like bring it back and reassess like what were the goals what did i have in mind what was the bigger picture here because when i veer too much off course i can go down like a a rabbit hole that's like i end up being you know wondering where 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 am i <laughs> where am i what am i talking about um you know my my creative brain can just really take things far away from the point. So I have to get myself back to that foundation back to, okay, what was I, what was that, that bigger goal, the bigger picture, like what, what can anchor me down into that so that I don't get so off course. And that's what helps me because sometimes, you know, before when I would let myself get so off course and like, I didn't have the awareness around it, I would oftentimes find myself, um, just not ever taking action because I was constantly in like the, the swirl, the, you know, brainstorm phase. And okay. I can brainstorm 
forever till the day I die. Okay. Like the creative energy is flowing. Okay. It's, it's about containment and containing that creative energy. And, um, you know, with my apparel business, I feel like that really gets a lot out of my system as far as like the quick turnaround of creative energy, right. Where it's like an idea to fruition, um, is very short. Like, it's like, I think of the idea, I create it, I print it out, I get it on a shirt, I sell it. Like, you know, it's that fast. It can literally happen in 24 hours. And um, it's nice because it kind of fulfills that part of me that wants to just veer off course all the time, right? So it's it's actually opened up a lot of space in my brain and in my nervous system, like to regulate to focusing on one thing as far as like, um, not a product offering, like, you know, I'm pretty certain, um, about what I'm going to offer in the fall very soon. Um, as far as like mentorship type things go. And, um, I'm really excited about it. And I let myself take time because before it was like, I'd come up with an idea and it would either be like offered an hour later or it would just never get offered because I would stay stuck in the limitless possibilities of, of it. So if you're someone who kind of is that same way, like chances are you're a manifesting generator or you have a lot of water or air in your birth chart, or um, I'm a one, three manifesting generator. And the one, three is um, what is it? The learner and the scientist, I think where it's like, the one gathers up a lot of information. It's like, I'm constantly, it's like constant gathering of information, which is, yep, hundred percent me. Um, and the three is trial and error. It's literally like taking experiences, turning them into ideas and just like trying them. Boom, boom, boom. Like I do not have a fear of trying literally anything. Um, I don't even, what, what, where does my fear lie? That's a good question. Cause it's definitely different than it used to be. I don't know. Hmm. That'll be fun to explore. So, um, for me, the difficulty, right. The challenge is wrangling all that in to focus long enough to create something sustainable. And that for me is huge because as I've learned over time, right can be really invigorating, really fun. It can even be very successful for an idea to come through and then immediately put it out into the world. I think that when you are really tapped into your intuition and when you are really allowing for things to come through that are in alignment with you, that is like the most amazing way to do things, right? It comes in, you feel it. You're like, yes, that's it. You create it and it's out there. Um, that is wonderful. There are times though, where we do have to ask ourselves, like, where did this come from? Because I was noticing when I did this before, it was coming from after I was scrolling on Instagram a lot and felt like I needed to do something in order to like keep up with other people. Or it was coming from a place of, if I don't offer my thing now, someone else is going to do it. And then I'm going to be shit out of luck, which isn't true. None of that is true. So 
I get ideas, of course, from being online by seeing other creatives, by, you know, taking in the energies of what other people are creating, but I try not to have that be the trigger for my own creation and my own creative ideas. I might write things down to like come back to later, but I always try to come back to things later, ideas um, later when I'm in my own creative flow. And then I know that it's coming from me and it's not some weird extension of someone else's energy or someone else's creative energy, right? So that for me is probably been the hardest thing to do because my brain just works at warp speed. It's like, Ooh, that's cool. Ooh, this is how I would do that. Ooh, I'm going to do that right now. (sighs) And yeah, all the ADHD girlies also probably understand how that goes. So, um, for me, it's been a wild, a wild ride this last year or two, but the past two weeks have been also really cool because I have realized, you know, a lot about myself, um, that I kind of already knew, but like really solidified, right? Like I know that I will, I will always read. I will always love books. I will always, 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 um, talk about them. (laughs) Right. But I'm also realizing like, it doesn't necessarily have to be part of my job or like what makes me money. Right. I mean, maybe eventually, I don't know, but right now where I'm at is I want to step back into like a wellness focused space. And working, um, I'm going to be working at a wellness center here in town or in my, in my hometown, um, with some friends of mine who just opened, um, their own chiropractic studio and wellness center. And, um, you know, although the work that I'm doing there isn't like necessarily the most exciting and thrilling to be honest, working at the bookstore, just being around books was obviously very exciting and thrilling for me, but the actual work it is not fun or exciting most of the time. Like if we think about it, what job, not many jobs, right? The day-to-day tasks are not that thrilling, right? It's like the bigger picture, the overall, the end result, the thing, you know, the tangible things are sometimes pretty lackluster, but the energetic piece or, you know, the, the, the way the goals and the dreams and the whatever, like that, that we're fulfilling, that's the thing that feels really good. And the outcome sometimes is what feels really good. Like when people would come in I'd get to talk to them about books. Yes, it was part of my job, but that wasn't what I had to do all day long. I wish, but I had to stock shelves and make orders and, you know, like receive boxes and boxes of books and label them. Like that's the kind of stuff that's not super exciting and that's okay. Right. And I think we oftentimes can get sidetracked by the things that aren't very exciting to make us think that we're in the wrong field or like doing the wrong thing. When in reality, it's like the bigger picture stuff or the less tangible things that make it worth our while. Right. So I know for me being in a wellness space, um, specifically like a holistic wellness space is going to be really good for me. Um, you know, it's going to be better financially for my 
family, the hours work better for my, for me and my family. And it's going to give me so much more time to focus on the other things I want to do, right? Like this podcast, like this offering I'm going to be putting out soon. And that's the piece that makes me just as excited, maybe more, more excited, actually, I think, because I haven't had the energy and I haven't had the focus to do my own thing for a while. You know, I haven't put out an offer since maybe a year ago. Um, and I've taken clients here and there, but they've kind of come to me. It hasn't been, you know, me putting myself out there. So I am excited for that. And, um, you know, if you're kind of in my position where you're finding, maybe you're not where you want to be, or maybe you're not, um, it's hard to find the motivation or like, you're not sure what you're wanting to do. Just allow yourself to be open. Right. Because the first time my friend came, she came to me and asked me like if I would work for them. And I was like, you know, no, I'm good here. Um, with my current situation. And then we ran into each other again, like, I don't know, a month or two later. And it just clicked in. I don't know, you know? So I, I, well, I'll tell you what happened. My birthday happened, which was on the 777 portal. And, um, which I didn't even realize at the time. So again, you don't even have to know everything about what you want to do, right? Like I consider myself a like spiritual girly and I didn't even know about the 777 portal. So everything's fine. Right. I found out about it like a day or two later, but on my birthday this year, I verbalized to my husband how I had been feeling for a little while. And I was like, you know, I think I'm really ready to move on. I'm ready to step into something new. I'm ready to get back to myself. Right. Like, like I have been resting for the last year. And I'm ready to like, I don't know, like hustle a little bit more. I'm ready to put something out there. I'm ready to be in front of the people. I'm ready to share my thoughts. And, um, literally within a week, all this change happened. And that is of absolutely no coincidence. Okay. Um, I don't know if you follow Aliza Kelly. Um, she's an astrologer. She's so fun. I love her to death. Um, and she talks about, she has her and her group. We all, that we always say tank, like whenever something like that comes up, there are no coincidences because she really believes it's all like, it's all in the stars, baby. And although I don't necessarily think that everything is like predestined, that just takes the fun out of life. <laughs> but I do think that certain times, like this was not a coincidence, right? I needed to do this on my own timeline and my timeline just happened to work out with everyone else's timeline. And, um, it was like this really lovely way because of course I was still nervous. Of course I was still hemming and hawing because I also hate letting people down. I really hate it. And the bookstore is small and there's not a lot of employees. And I knew even if I gave them two months notice, right, there's a chance they couldn't find someone to fill my place. So even just giving them the like month notice that I did, it's still, I still felt so guilty. Like I just was so sad. Like it's this whole chapter of my life that I'm proud, so proud of myself for giving to myself, right? Like old Elizabeth would have just, would have never, ever been like, yeah, I'm going to work at a bookstore for $16 an hour or whatever. Um, because like, 
I need to heal my shit. I would have just powered through all the pain. I would have like not cared because my identity really was, was wrapped around, um, my career. And so I had to heal a lot of that. And, um, I feel like I've done a pretty good job. And now I, part of me is like, I don't even know, like, what is my career? I don't even know. You know, I don't even know if I consider myself a hairstylist really. I mean, I am one always. I feel like once you're a hairstylist, you're always hairstylist, but, um, you know, I might have to walk away from that too. I don't know. My shoulder is really fucked up, but now that I see a really great chiropractor, he is helping me. Um, and hopefully, you know, it will get better, but it might not. And I was so scared to believe that before. Um, but you know, the reality is this might really be the beginning of a totally new thing for me. And, um, I have a lot of wellness. I have a a lot of background in wellness and I didn't talk about it a lot before. I mean, I, I did, I, I did a little bit, but I was always so worried about, you know, I don't know. It's like such a touchy subject because I had so much to heal around my body, around food, around my own personal, like relationship to wellness and things like that. So all of these things had to happen before I made the moves, right? And now I'm ready to make the moves. So, um, you know, if you're kind of feeling stuck in in some way, zoom out, take a break, take a breather, figure out, you know, where certain things are coming from. Um, what are you tied to that maybe you don't need to be tied to anymore? And like, what can be your anchor point, right? Like, so like figuring out what, the bigger picture is, or like the greedy and global why my mentor talks about this, where it's like your greedy, why, why do you want to be successful doing this thing? And what's the global why? Like essentially, how do you want to change the world? How do you want this? Like, why do you want to do this to help the greater good of humans? And it's really good to be anchored into those two things because you can keep coming back to them. Even if they change, right. You can keep coming back to them. So, you know, figure out what those things are and don't make it wrong. If you change your mind a lot, don't make it wrong. If you thought you were down this road and now you're like, well, maybe not, you know, maybe this isn't the road and it's okay. You're allowed to do the things that make you feel good. You know, um, I got a DM recently from someone that's like, I just love how, you know, you're so creative and it's like, you think of something one day and the next day, like you've got it out there. And that is like such a great reflection. Cause I'm, I'm like, Oh, do I? And then I really thought about it. And that's when I realized like, Oh, that, yeah, this is what my, my product-based business, my apparel line, like that's what it fulfills for me. It allows me to have that creation energy flowing all the time. And that's probably why I've been able to, along with a, the few other things I also talked about earlier, refocus and, and allow myself to spend more time creating this thing that I've put a lot of tender, loving care into, right. Um, instead of using that quick creative energy to create offers and things like that. Because I would do that in the past and then I would be like, oh, you know what? Actually, that's not really the thing. And I, then I would like have to, you know, say, oh, never mind. Like, that's not going to be the thing. And although I didn't make that wrong, it was fine to do, 
do that, I feel like I've now matured to a different place. Like I've now matured to like that next level of leadership where, um, I do have a better scope of where I want to go and what I want to do. So, um, you're doing a great job no matter where you're at in the journey. Okay. I think that's all I'm going to say for today. And I'll come back later with, um, maybe I'll talk about books the next time. We'll see. (laughs) We shall see. Okay. I love you all. Come find me on Instagram. Buy yourself, you know, a baddie tank top. They're my favorite. It's like the Barbie logo, but it says baddie. They're so cute. They're my favorite right now. Or the Cosmic Cowgirl, another favorite. Um, Okay. Anyway, love you. Bye.